Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Sabres did not keep it close against L.A. They ran away with it in a 7-0 win. Tonight, the challenge is an Eastern Conference foe who I believe, Marty, should be the favorite for the Stanley Cup. I think you are right. I was asked yesterday, who is the best team in the Eastern Conference right now? Uh, a little bit of a mini dis or that. They said Florida or Boston. I said Florida, hands down. Yep. Uh, no, Boston's having a great season, but I think Florida, to me, um, you know, they, they had the start of the season without Eggblad, without Montour. Took a while for them to get back to normal. Eggblad was a big part of the win last night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, Matthew Kachuk had five goals in his first 28 games, I believe it was. Now he's almost a two point a game player in the last 18 games mm-hmm. or 19 games. Like, that's incredible. Well, I mean, to that point, in the last two months, the top three scorers in the NHL, yeah. McKinnon, Kucherov and Kachuk and McDavid are tied. Yes. So that's pretty much all you need to know about the run that Kachuk and is on. McDavid so, needed a six-point game to make that yes, tie, right? He so did. that's the difference there's, there. But, there's, yeah. there's lots to dive into in Florida, and we will. But how, you know, and we'll get to Jacob Bryson's going to join us here momentarily so we can look at it more through his eyes and how you prepare for a game like the Panthers. What did you see in Florida last night in their um, – dissection of the penguins it seemed like it was i don't want to say dissection it was well in is hand. a great a great it, word it, it's funny because there were multiple reviews yep but it all seemed to uh, come from a place of great confidence for the panthers as they went on to uh you know kind of a, another routine victory and they are Winners of three in a row, seven of eight, and 16, three and two in the last 21. So the biggest thing against the Florida Panthers is you got to score goals. Like, I mean, the games that they have lost, look, they've only lost three games in regulation in the last 21, a couple of overtimes in there. Um, they've given up five, six. Yep. You know, that's that's kind of like the number where you got to get to. Even if you score four, well, Florida's won an 8-4 game. They won a 5-4 game. Like, four may not get you a win. Five and six is where you got to get. That's number one. Number two, they will play whatever game is presented to them, and then 
when it's like you know it's like uh you know rocky four when uh, drago is in the corner and all of a sudden the trainer goes ah, 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 he slams the finger and like it's like that's the time to drop the boom yeah. you can play the game like yeah. it will jab 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 and then it's time to drop the boom and there it comes they did that to pittsburgh yesterday it was one of the most boring first period and then boom florida decides let's take over um and they did now again you talk about reviews and replays I think it was the Jake Gensel goal where, you know, they challenged for goaltender interference. With Rust off to the side. Off yeah. to the side. But Broski goes to, oh, my gosh. And they had already me. won a challenge to, uh, before yes. that. So they were feeling a little extra saucy, perhaps. So. And, yeah, and you know what? But, again, Florida's like, hey, we got this game under control. Exactly. Even if we lose this challenge, yes. no problem. But let's just uh, – we're a team. Bob seems to act like he just got run over. Let's challenge this. And yep. I, I mean, everybody on the broadcast were like, "That's not gonna, they're not going to win this challenge. That's a good goal." And you know, and I saw I saw the same thing. And you know, Dan Dunleavy tweeted at me. It was like, "That's not golden interference." Uh, yeah, that's not golden interference. But Florida doesn't care. They're in full control, and they've been in full control of most of the games, especially in the last two months. Their goaltending's been terrific. We expect to see Stolarz tonight. Bobrovsky's on a five-game win streak, allowing just eight goals. Stolarz has had a little less fortune as far as the wins of late he's two and two in his last four games he's only given up six goals in well, those four games so. one of the loss he came in relief of bob yeah against minnesota bob was terrible Solars comes in and he gets te- pegged with the loss so i mean not really on him but uh, yeah you're right like i think anthony Stolars has been really good as a backup goaltender i mean his numbers are fantastic and he's given a little break to bobrovsky bobrovsky likes to play a lot mm-hmm. but give him a break here and there help Kept, keep the, the, the team success going. Stolarz has done that. He's a massive goaltender. I'm, I mean, UPL is big. Anthony Stolarz is massive. So that's the, the, the challenge. Even though you're playing the Panthers backup, mm-hmm. he still is having a really good season. Looking in again tonight for the Sabres. We're not expecting any lineup changes for them. Nope. It is military appreciation night here at Key Bank Center. So we want to see you here in attendance tonight and obviously – to do so, uh, you can go to sabers.com for tickets. We are going to see the Sabres honoring and celebrating the bravery of all heroes who have served our country. So, again, sabers.com for tickets tonight. Great to see Jacob Bryson. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you guys? Good. It's uh, been good to see you in the lineup, and obviously it always feels good uh, coming off a game like your group had the other night. Um, just put it into context for us what it can mean moving forward here for the guys yeah i mean i think when you have a game like that i think it helps it's a good stepping stone for hopefully what comes a good stretch um you know that gives confidence to a lot of players and it shows that we can score goals and i feel like guys feel more confident scoring goals so hopefully that helps us and you know gives the guys that extra little edge just to you know pucks are going in the back of the net and i feel like that's what we've needed in probably the last five games you know mm-hmm. um so hopefully that is a good start for what's going to come uh, a good stretcher so i asked that question to pretty much everybody that comes on the set because i want more clarity about certain things and the word playing direct playing fast playing on your toes uh, has always been brought up but for you personally everybody has their own way of describing that for you what does that mean when you are playing quick and playing direct, uh, what are the little things in the game that indicates that, oh, 
Jacob's on his game. He's playing direct because he's doing a certain thing. I think it's playing simple. I mean, not trying to do too much. I think that's a big thing. Um, you know, just breaking the puck out and having good gaps and defending well. I think that's a big thing for me. Um, you know, using my feet and closing plays as quick as I can. I think that helps the forwards and create as many turnovers as possible because I feel like that's where we're really good as transition offense. So the more that myself and us decor that we can do that, I feel like we help, uh, you know, transition pucks and create a lot more opportunities for our forwards. So I did a couple of breakdowns last game. One was Ryan Johnson passed to Rasmus Dahlin. Mm -hmm. Like the puck was on his stick for like a quarter of a second. Boom. You, that passed to Benson, right? You get it? It's right yeah. gone. Um, I, like, and just from my point of view, I think that's when a player like you, a player like RJ, and a, and a player like pretty much anybody on the team is at their best, is when the puck is not sitting on their stick that long. Is that a... A, a point of, of emphasis now that because of last game, the way that it went, that you guys have talked into, at, like, bringing into tonight's game and more? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we really focus on that, but I think it's, you know, we scored a lot of goals from one-touch passes, and mm -hmm. when the opposing team is set in a, in a defensive zone and the puck moves across like that so fast, I feel like it's hard for them to recover. Yeah. And, you know, Rass had so much time on that play, and same with <laughs> Benny. I feel like they just find themselves open in that area with no one covering them because the puck's already over here, and then it gets over there so fast and buys them a lot of time. So I feel like that quick puck movement is uh, for sure helps us, and I feel like just not forcing a shot and making plays like that is what's going to be our success. What's it like in the pre-scout? between a team like L.A. and now a team like Florida tonight that is going so well, mm -hmm. you know, they are, pick a category, they are very, very good. What What is that like? Yeah, I feel like it's kind of a different pregame scout. Obviously, these guys are one of the top teams in the league, and they've been on, you know, a, a, a run lately, and especially on the road. So mm -hmm. we got a good team coming to the building, and um, I feel like they play a very hard physical game. So, uh, it's going to be a little different, and they're probably more, they pressure more than L.A. did. So it's it's definitely different, um, but I feel like if we just play like we did last game and, you know, do the similar things, I feel like we'll be successful again. How, how many teams would fall into that category nowadays, though, of like a hard physical game? Like it's almost, you know, we understand the pace and the physicality of the game, but we don't hear it necessarily describing certain yeah. teams. So how, yeah. how rare is it? That, I mean, Florida I feel like the game's for sure changed over the years, but yeah. I feel like Florida kind of still plays that way. I mean, I feel like they try to run the team out of the building in the first period. I feel like that's what they've done in the past and uh, this year especially. So um, I'm sure we got to be ready for that. And um, if we can weather that storm in the first period, then, you know, keep the game close and even get up a goal, I think we'll be in good hands. Do you watch a lot of hockey? Like, did you turn on the game last night, Florida, and kind of say, oh, we well, got them tomorrow, might as well. But even if you didn't get them, and, you know, the next day, do you watch games whenever it's on TV like that? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I watch hockey every night, but um, playoffs, obviously, I watch yeah. a lot. Uh, beginning of the season, I like to watch before we play. And then uh, sometimes when the team, like yeah, last night I did turn the game on, I watched yeah. the second and third period. Um, not to say I'm pre-scouting, but it's nice to kind of just watch and, you know, you kind of know what to expect. You didn't the miss next much day. in the first period, I'll tell you this. The shots oh, were 4-3. Yeah. Four, zero, four right? yeah. The expected goals were a quarter to a quarter. It was like the worst <laughs> first period ever. Yeah, I know. I mean, they put a lot of goals up the second they, and third. Second so. and third, yeah. yeah. As, as, as the Sabres have when you're in the lineup, 6-0, and oh, and the team is averaging 5.3 goals per game when you're playing and allowing just 1.8. And uh, obviously... 
it's hard not to be in the lineup all the time. So how have you navigated this? How have you taken the moments when you're in the lineup to just try to keep that confidence where it needs to be? Yeah, I feel like, you know, over last year and this year, you know, not playing, being in our lineup, it's obviously tough. Um, but I feel like it's more of the mental side of it, um, you know, staying positive and being a good teammate when I'm not playing. And, um, you know, those days where it's obviously tough, you know, not hanging my head low and being a bad teammate. I feel like that's a big thing. And, you know, I feel like guys see that and they respect that. And, uh, you know, you want all your teammates to be like that. So, um, you know, and then when I do get my chance, I feel like just jumping on that opportunity and just doing what I do best and trying to help the team win. Whether things are good on the ice and at the rink or whether things are bad on the ice and at the rink, there's always another aspect of things, going home, having distractions, having, you know, friends and family and, and all of that. Um, we saw on Instagram there's a, a, a new addition to the family coming up yes. here in a few months. The, uh, the announcement was made yesterday on yep. Valentine's Day. Yeah, we saved it for, you know, a special day. And, uh, yeah, we got a little baby girl coming in. Uh, to this world this summer so I'm obviously very excited about that and I feel like like you said you know you get away from the rink and uh, you can kind of think about other things so that was obviously a, a nice little touch um, but yeah for sure I'll give you a, um, a, a fun thing about this summer is there's going to be a, a summer Olympics right so here's the thing my son was born in 2004 it was the Athens summer Olympics every time we had to get up in the middle of the night for like the two <laughs> o'clock feeding and the 4 a.m. feeding the Olympics were on live. It was fantastic. I I have so many memories of the Athens 2004 Olympics, Summer Olympics, because of that. Um, it was probably the best, like, two weeks in the summertime because waking up, there was always something on TV. So, yeah, that's a good tip, and maybe in 10, 20 years, I'll be telling the same story. Absolutely. That's good. He's, uh, he's 19 now, but that's good, yes. Oh. Hey, you mentioned, you know, just – from an individual standpoint, being a good teammate to others, how have you felt it the other way this year? Guys that you've been close with and recognizing, you know, there's been up and down with Rochester and here, and, and you know, who, who's been kind of that peer group for you, that close group that's really kind of helped you along? Yeah, well, I feel like, obviously, I live with Middlestat, so I'm really good friends with him, and then I hang out with uh, Dylan Cousins a lot, too. But um, when I got sent down, you know, I think I got a text from every guy. So I think it just shows, like, how close our team is, and then, when I go to Roch, like I, was, I knew a lot of the guys already, but they're my close friends too. So um, yeah. I feel like this organization is really close together. And when I go back up to Buff and, you know, I play, like I get texts from down there too. So it's nice. I mean, everyone's uh, – and I would do the same thing for them. So Yeah. Um, I thought it was really noticeable when Eric went down the last time and immediately yeah. singled you out as like this is – it's almost – like not believable for him to be down there and seeing you playing there and it yeah. was really cool i just thought that and and i mean you've you've known it because you've seen you know the quins and paterkas come in and you've seen the other guys trying to climb that ladder so you're you're yeah. kind of emphasizing you know the the relationship aspect between buffalo and rochester which has existed pretty well here the last few years yeah and i would you know give that credit to donnie and apps i mean and they both do a great job of you know creating really good environments in those rooms so yeah. when you go from one to another uh, the transition is just so easy um, to play for both coaches well what have you now with some of those numbers that i mentioned but just overall coming back in and winning again yeah what has it made you believe about your game and what you can continue to bring here moving forward. Well, I think just look at last game. I mean, I think I can bring that presence, that offensive presence, and, you know, help the team win in, in that aspect. And, um, you know, I feel like 
being a plus player like that is a big thing. I mean, keeping goals out of your net is, you know, probably the most important thing for uh, the decor. I feel like I feel like that's a great stat to have when you shut a team out like that. You know, it feels really good, especially Upi played a great game. But yeah. um, it feels good for the D and the forwards um, just, you know, playing a defensive sound game. And I would be fine winning one nothing as well. But, um, you know, that, that's a great feeling when you get a shutout like that. I want to ask about Lukanen because he seems to be a little bit more comfortable playing the puck. Not that he's, you know, like Marty Brodeur out there, yeah. but a little bit more to Towards my type of game where I made some mistakes, but I still played the puck a lot. Um, is there a lot of com uh, communication? And, and being that, you know, you haven't been, I, I laughed because I said, he's been your, uh, the teammates you've been on the ice with the most this year. Uh, but that's also normal, right? But um, is there communication? Is there conversation? Uh, is there a little mocking at times and how things can turn out as, as soon as it doesn't end up in the back of the net? Like, uh, how does that work? I, I think he's done a pretty good job. He might have had one I can remember that might have ended up in the back of the net, maybe in Arizona or something. Yes, yes right? that was the one. Maybe the one. Game, yeah, 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 just the one. But I think he's done a great job, and I think that's uh, an aspect that helps us out a lot. You know, when they when they rim the puck and he's out there to play it, it saves us a lot. Um, whether that's taking a hit or you know making the next play, it, it helps, and it's obviously you you would know. Um, you know, it's very beneficial for our team in our game. Yeah, no, it, it, it is good, but it's also kind of a learning thing, yeah. right? Because you think you're doing the right thing, but the defense is expecting something else. There's always needs. Do you guys practice it often? And, and you know, there used to be a drill where it's a two-on-one where they would dump it in, yeah. and you would do the exchange. So you kind of went through the motion, but at least you'd get to yeah. practice it. We do that sometimes in pregame skate, you know, okay. the little two-on-one that you're talking about. Um, but, yeah, I feel like the more reps he can get, it probably helps him. And then we obviously have call-outs, so the more we talk to him, I feel mm. like it helps him as well. Good luck tonight, and uh, obviously our best to you and uh, your growing family. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Youth Hockey Day is fast approaching, and we are calling on all young Sabres fans, the Sabres to celebrate their future All-Star fans with Youth Hockey Day on Monday, February 19th at 12.30 when the Ducks roll in the first 5,000 kids in attendance to receive a Sabres mini stick, and you can visit sabres.com slash tickets today. Nice insight from Jacob in what has been a challenging year and a really good balance and perspective, and I think it's always really impressive to hear the support. We have seen it so many times 
from players who get the call up. We think of Samuelson and Lukanen and Quinn, you know, and yep. being there for one another, whether the games are here or at Blue Cross Arena. And, uh, yeah, tonight it's, uh, it is definitely a big league game when you're up against the Florida Panthers and how good they have been the last couple of years. They and were. it's not just the players. It's the coaching staff. Too. Right. Like Bryce well, talks about apps and, and Donnie. Not, as they, not, they're, not necessarily easy to do, right, when you've had the year of – going out oh. of the NHL to the AHL. Yeah. So for him to naturally kind of still want to give credit to the coaches, Absolutely. I thought was very impressive. No, it's very impressive. And that's why, like, we, we have had Seth Happert and, and, you know, in the past, like Michael Pecka, Mike Weber, and then this year Nathan Page, Vinny Prospel, mm-hmm. uh, Matty Ellis. We've had a lot of different coaches in the organization, and they always talk about their relationship with the players and how it's important to build that relationship and to want players to come into the office. And, and talk to you. Like, I remember walking as far away as I could from Lindy Ruff's office. Like, are you kidding me? If you're going to catch me in that side of the locker room, there's no way anybody would go around there. The only time that you were going there has been when you were in trouble. Yeah. And uh, now that's not like that anymore. It's open the door, come and chat. If it's about hockey, it's about hockey. If it's about life, it's about life. But there's a personal touch to it. I also think that you know, cell phones and text messages and all of that, it makes it easier. Like back in the days, if the practice was canceled, mm-hmm. there would be a call to the captain and there was like a, a, a phone line, right, that everybody got a hold of everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's totally different now. So sending a quick text as a coach, hey, great job. Hey, good luck. Hey, we, uh, you know, we hope to see you back here uh, soon or whatnot. Like that's, that's always important. Well, Don has talked a lot about that over the course of yes. his time here with the Sabres and especially so with late-night texts from Rasmus Dahlin because he's a guy that, you know, it's hard for him to just leave it at the rink as soon as things are done because he wants to get better so badly and wants to have a bigger impact, especially in the win-loss column. Yeah. So it's not surprising to hear it from Bryson um, just because of, you know, how we've seen his demeanor over the years, but I still think nonetheless it's impressive. He's played... You know, a little bit more in his games mm-hmm. of late. Obviously, a 7 nothing game allows for more balance, so he played 19 minutes. So when you look at the group of six, which is not expected to change tonight, that would mean Dalene and Yoki Haru again and Bryson and Clifton and Johnson and Johnson. How do they prepare for this Florida team pretty much knowing full well what's coming their way as far as what Florida would prefer to do, like Jacob talked about, in the first period. Hey, we talked about with Jacob Bryson, move the puck quickly, right? I mean, this is a team that is going to finish their hits on the forecheck. And if you're Yoki, are you and Darlene especially? Because in last game against L.A., Henry played over nine minutes in the first period. Mm-hmm. If you're going to play nine minutes in a period against the Florida Panthers, you're going to get hit. And if you move the puck, you are taking that out of the equation. So you're coming back. It's a quick rim to the wall. I hate to say it, but at times the wingers are going to have to pay the price. Yeah. Because I'd rather pay the price on the half wall or by the blue line, you know, and get the puck as far from the net as you can than creating or holding on to the puck by the goal, by the, you know, the end wall or whatnot, and then getting hit, create the turnover, and then it's attacking the net. So it's going to be a quick rim. It's going to be wingers, 
you're going to get a lot of pressure from the pinch, but handle the puck, handle the physicality, get the puck out of the zone. That, to me, is a, is a big key to the game, is don't mess around with the puck right at the goal line because you're going to get in trouble that way. And Henry did end up with a season high for ice time against the Kings at just yeah. over 23 minutes. So, again, one would expect more of that with Darlene this evening. And we talk about Bryson, we talk about Rochester and the Amherst, and we mentioned yesterday that they were venturing into this seven game in 11 day stretch five of which are against division opponents that they are nestled uh, far too closely with for their liking probably based on uh, the overall north division standings but last night uh, a really impressive start to the game for them which hasn't been the biggest problem they actually had two two nothing leads against syracuse in the last two games and only to lose them both in overtime but they had excellent balance against Utica last night. They opened the scoring with Ethan Prow. Then throughout the course of the game, Brett Murray, Justin Richards, Victor Noichev, Mason Yops, and Tyson Kozak, the latter who had a three-point game, so maybe that becomes a little bit of a springboard for a quiet offensive player in Kozak, but one who's dealt with some injuries too. And it all allowed for a little bit of a score-effect game in front of Devin Levi because the game was out of hand at 5 nothing before Utica really got engaged. Yeah. And it's nice for Levi because you've got that buffer, and he ends up with 37 saves on 39 shots, right? So it's it makes good. makes the job so much uh, easier, and I don't like to say that any games are easy when you play professional hockey, but when you're up 5 nothing, mm. oh, it's a... Uh... You can breathe a little easier. You give up a goal, no worries. You know, it does get back to work. And then yeah. all of a sudden you see the shot clock go up, and you're like, hey, this is great. <laughs> Not only am I doing, like, uh, you know, getting a win here yes. because we were up 5 nothing, and now my save percentage is doing good, and now let's just keep the goals down. So the goals against average is, is going to be reflecting as well. So it works out. It was also your Kulik. Uh, coming back in the game, um, you know, he had an assist, so that was good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, look, I, this is the type of – you know, development that some of the players have to, you know, roll through in Rochester. You're going to be out of the lineup. You're going to be injured. And when do you, how do you do when you come back? And, yeah. and when you come back, how much of an impact uh, do you have to the game? Like, he didn't have to score yesterday, and it's been a tougher getting the puck in the back of the net for Yuri Kulik of late. But I still think that uh, his impact is going to be felt down the stretch and, and hopefully in Buffalo soon enough. It was another multi-point game for Lucas Rusek last night, which has been great oh, to see. Second. He had two helpers. Uh, Yops had a multi-point game. Noichev was really involved. He had a three-point game along with Kozak. So those are really nice steps. Noichev's just, uh, he, he has a wonderful confidence when shooting the puck right now. I mean, the, the shifts aren't going to quite happen you know over and over and over and over again like some of the top lines when they get on a roll but i find like he's not afraid now to find himself in that perfect place to let one fly and uh, last night was a was a really good example of that so we'll see how the amherst continue on this run they'll have their military appreciation night tomorrow mm-hmm. at blue cross arena part of a friday sunday uh weekend for them on home ice before traveling to Toronto on Monday for an afternoon game. So you gotta uh, love the Friday, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> That's a three game oh weekend, but usually yeah. it's like you know Wednesday. Well, I, I guess it's better than the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which is usually two and a half, right? Because we you, used to, yeah. You used to get the Sunday would be an afternoon game Four after two. Yeah, yes, you know, and those were really, really, really tough. But uh, and they always found a way to say you're going to play at home on Friday night, and then you're going to go to Hershey on Saturday, <laughs> and then back to Rochester on Sunday. You're like, come on. Well, like, they. 
they, they they did move up last night. They separated a little from Toronto. They're one up on Belleville, yeah. and they're seven back of division leaders Syracuse and Cleveland. So keeping close tabs, as we always do here on the Amherst, and obviously the focus tonight is Buffalo against Florida. Uh, we'll dive in, obviously, a lot tonight on our pregame coverage amidst our celebration of Military Appreciation Night and alumni, which will be scattered not only here throughout the building to re-engage with the fan base, but uh, just down the road at the yeah, Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino, as uh, you'll be chatting with Mike Ramsey. I am so tonight. excited about my time with Rammer on the on the pregame show tonight. Look, Mike Ramsey was an assistant coach here in Buffalo when I was here, and then he went on to uh, coach in Minnesota with Jacques Lemaire as the head coach, and uh, Mario Trombley as an assistant coach, mm-hmm. and they had a great staff over there, one of the best staff in the National Hockey League. And I remember, you know, Rammer, fully dressed, shin pads, pants, you know, helmet visor for practice and teaching the D how to slide on the two-on-one, how to block shots. Like, I think a lot of Jamie Key's game yeah. was learned from a guy like Mike Ramsey, and then 100%. Jamie Key's passing it on to other players now as a coach. But did Rammer ever tell you where he got it from? No. Okay, so ask him then tonight. Here's my question. I don't want to blurt it out. I want to be curious and in tune with what his answer is. But given that he was with the Sabres when he was with the Sabres and for so long, I'm curious if I there think was I have a, a Sabre influence or if there – I mean, look, the guy's, you know, it, man, oh, man. You know what? You know what you need to do? You need to, Between him and Kenny Morrow, go back and look at what kind of run – slash trajectory they were on in the early months of 1980 when they built themselves up to go to the Olympics, pull off the stunner, and then both of them, among many, joined the NHL, Ramsey joining arguably the best ever Sabres team in 79-80, Morrow joining what would be the best Islander team ever because it was their first of four cups. They had to beat Buffalo on the way. But those guys walked into winning streaks where the miracle almost became a footnote. It's like all they did was win. And it was like, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine living that existence. When you win four cups in a row, the the, the, uh, miracle... You know, on ice is uh, it's still significant, but yeah. And I have a fun story because Mike Ramsey also owned a um, hockey store, kind of pro shop back in Minnesota. Yes. So he was used to the skate sharpening machines and all of that. So there's a story while we were in Detroit one year, and Rip Simonic had to be rushed to the emergency room, and George Babcock, who was the assistant equipment manager, had to try to sharpen skates, and he wasn't really like that wasn't his thing, sharpening skates. So this Rammer, is hilarious because. I think Babcock may have been just driving the, truck. the equipment truck that the just, drove truck by. just drove by. But, yeah, so Rammer, as the assistant coach, had to come off the pants, go to the back room, readjust the skate sharpening machine, oh and sharpen gosh. skates while the game was going on. So uh, I'll talk to him about that, too. One of the uh, uh, awkward but funny moments that I had on the bench because I just got called up from Rochester to be at the game at the Joe Louis Arena. Of course, the Sabres are trying to make it back-to-back wins this week and then ultimately try to string it to three in a row by taking on Minnesota on Saturday. So we'll see if they can get that second stop, uh, second win in this uh, you know week-long run to this evening against the Florida Panthers. You talk about Mike Ramsey. We love the involvement of the alumni, and that brings us to one of the upcoming events here in Buffalo, which we are a month away from now, and that is the return of the catwalk for charity. It happens at Forbes Theater in Buffalo on 
Friday, March the 15th, Ryan Miller and his former teammates walking the runway once again. Sabres alumni to model outfits designed by Courage of Carly Patients at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center with proceeds benefiting the Ryan Miller Legacy Fund. You can learn more and, of course, get tickets for this event, sabres.com slash catwalk. Big news from around the NHL. Columbus has let go of their GM, Jarmo Kekalainen. That's one of the topics that we hit on next with our hockey insider, Darren Dreger from TSN. It's all on Sabres Live on this game day. Sabres and Panthers tonight. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 